Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, we're going to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do something a little different. Um, I know we're in that collection of talks on um, difficult relationships. How many have enjoyed that first talk and <laughs> the difficult relationships? I actually, um, as you know, I was, uh, had been struggling with um, the, uh, the kidney stone. Through that little journey of the kidney stone, um, God really showed me some things, and so I, I always want to be sensitive to where he's at, even though the game plan was, hey, let's finish out this, this talk on difficult relationships, and he said, you know what, I really think that it's important that we discuss um, dangerous substitutes, dangerous substitutes, and so I wanted us to talk about that, so if you're taking notes tonight, and this, this is going to be very, very laid back, we're just going to have an open dialogue so everybody say dangerous substitutes. Now, when you think substitutes, um, how many remember substitutes in school? You remember substitutes in school? Well, and some of you are teachers and you know, but summer some are summer substitutes. Well, the thing about, and, and substitutes are like, almost like when somebody from Hollywood um, arrives in the classroom to the students. You know why? Because that means there's no work, there's no homework for the most part. Um, it's going to be one of those days where they put in a video. I mean, I remember back in the day, 200,000 years ago, when I was in school, uh, man, we loved it when we walked in and we saw a substitute because we were like, it's movie day, we're going to, we're going to, you know, lights are going to go out, we don't have to do any work, we're just going to hang. We didn't have phones and all that kind of stuff. So there's something dangerous about substitute, substitution because we get comfortable with a substitute. And something that I was thinking about, and we really, we really were talking through some of this on our five hours up to Alabama and five hours back today, um, that substitutes are, are only there in, in regards to um, school. Substitutes are only there to help. Substitutes don't have the authority to promote you to the next grade, right? They don't even have the authority to actually give you a grade. They're just there to kind of maintain, Okay, so when you look at substitutes, and this is kind of what, what I was thinking about, and I'll tie it all together at the end with how the infamous kidney stone really, really um, breathed life into this, uh, this little talk tonight. And I'm not going to do all the talking. Amy's going to do a lot of this tonight. Um, but the thing with a substitute is they're only there to help maintain. And... The thing that God showed me one day after I was through this healing process was, as Christians, there are things that we bring into our own lives and into our families that are substitutes for what really matters, and his name is Jesus. When, when God created us, all, he created us, there is a void in all of our souls that can only be filled by Jesus. But yet we spend our entire lives substituting Things that we're comfortable with. You're thinking, well, how did that play? What did that have to do with the substitute teacher? Because you're comfortable with them, because it, but it only maintains. And it's the same thing with things that we substitute in our lives. It only maintains. It can't actually promote or excel us into what God wants for us. It only helps maintain 
temporary. Everybody say temporary. And we, we like substitutes, but substitutes substitution only takes the place of the real thing. And Jesus is, is the real thing. Amen? So we're going to give you some things tonight that um, are, are some substitutes that we, we talked about on the way coming down the road and things that may not necessarily be just in our own personal lives, but just, I think, in the body of Christ, things that we deal with. It's the substitutes, substitutions or substitutes that prevent us from being all that God wants us to be. Okay? Um, and I, I, I think I said it this way coming down the road today that the enemy loves to inundate us with substitutions. He constantly, that, trying to fill that void in our soul, that void. First and foremost, that void was, or that hole was to have a relationship with God. That was when he, go all the way back to Genesis, when God created man, it was so he could have a relationship with God. And then he said, it's not, it's not good for man to be alone, so he made woman. And, and so, so then our relationship is not only this way, but it's with each other. And, and so, but, but along this life's journey, we begin to substitute or the enemy, enemy will push stuff in front of us that causes us to have the desire to, to fill that void with anything but him, anything but God. And so we're going to look at some of those, so those things tonight. But I wanted to open up with this scripture verse, and then I'm going to give it to Amy. I'm going to stop talking. Um, if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 24. Because the enemy's main uh, objective is to provide substitutes for us in order to keep us from, from deepening our relationship with Jesus. And it can be even the innocent things, even things, that, even things that are good for us, but if we allow it to fill that void, it can be a, a dangerous thing. Everybody say dangerous substitutes. All right, so Matthew 6.24 says, and I know you guys will know this one, but no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And obviously this one talks about specifically money being a substitute. But I think that we can apply this to almost anything that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, We can allow, like Bradley said, we can allow the most innocent things, desires of our hearts to take the place of where God is supposed to be. Um, so we, we came up with a few um, substitutes. Um, that's what we're going to call them. You can call them whatever you want. But basically, the point of this um, very practical um, down-home type message is just to, to almost um, bring awareness. Because again, if it's, if it's an innocent thing that you're using to replace your relationship or your walk with Jesus, you may not even understand that that's what you're doing because it's an everyday occurrence. So that's kind of why um, we thought it would be important to talk about these things with you. Um, And the first one that I'm horrible at, um, well, we said uh, other relationships and family. So any any relationship that would take us um, away from Jesus, anything that takes our focus away from him specifically. So obviously we know that relationships are, are, um, that's what Jesus was known for, was for his relationships with other people, loving other people, being with other people, developing other people. Um, But when we allow a relationship specifically to take top priority over our personal relationship with Jesus is when it gets a little dangerous. Um, We put um, people-pleasing underneath this one. Um, and that's what I was saying I'm really horrible at. I'm really trying to do better. Um, and uh, 
I feel like most women probably can relate to that. You don't want to disappoint people. You want to make sure that you're pleasing everybody or doing what is asked of you, even if sometimes that takes away from your personal relationship because, um, because you feel guilty for not doing what other people ask of you. Um, so that was a big one. Um, so the Bible verse, um, Galatians 1.10 Um, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. So um, it, it says right here, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And to me, that's very eye opening because we cannot serve God and serve human other people you know and I was thinking about the relationships and I've seen this in 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 ministry a lot you know especially when single people come to church they're like oh pastor B I need, I'm, I'm believing for God to send the one anybody ever said I'm believing God to send the one and then all of a sudden the one shows up and then all of a sudden they go out as a two and they're no longer they no longer need Jesus and they no longer need the church they were just looking for Jesus for the hookup how I many know oh, he's not a hookup God he'll hook you up but then it's up to us to actually apply and, and stick with that. And we'll talk about that. It really, it really plays out in so many areas because we can, we can go to God and ask him for things. But then all of a sudden, once we get that, we no longer have a need for him. And that's where it's just a substitute. Now, and the enemy will use the very thing that you're believing God for. Nobody else on planet Earth, and somebody said, well, you know, who's to say that the devil's on Earth? He's supposed to be in hell. No, if he was in hell, we wouldn't have any problems. He's here, okay? He's not there yet. Um, but but the, nobody knows the word more than God than the enemy. And he will always use things and to try to put it in our face and, and, and make things happen, allow things to happen, but then quickly go, well, you've got what you need. And we've got to make sure, again, that's a substitute. That relationship is, even though God, God may have brought the the one, like she is the one, but for me, but after that, the fact, if we would have, just dove into our relationship and our family and then had nothing else to do with church, we would have missed the whole thing, which is really what, what the enemy is, tries to do for all of us. Once God answers the prayer, we no longer need him. So I was thinking about that with, with relationships and family. And then, you know, for me in this, in this new role and, and even through ministry, I've always been, I don't want to say a people pleaser, but nobody wants anybody to not like them. Everybody, I think everybody in the room would go, I want to be, I want to be loved. I want to be liked. Um, but I found myself over the years being completely stressed out trying to make sure you're accommodated, trying to make sure that it's, it's what you want. It's try, and you can't, you can't do that. And, and that's not just, again, for my role as the ministry grows, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, to make sure every need is met. That's not my role anyway. That's his role. Amen? But what we've got to be careful of is that w- we don't do that with our relationships Every day in everyday life, we got to make sure that we don't do that with our spouse. Yes, I want to make sure that she's pleased and make sure she's taken care of. But if it replaces my relationship to make sure that I'm okay with him, see what I'm saying? Again, that's a substitute. The enemy will use what God gave and God joined together to try to create a substitute to get you further and further and further away from your relationship with him. Amen? Amen. Go ahead. So just to kind of add to that a little bit. So we have our... We have a relationship with God separately. 
And I think, um, like you were saying, sometimes we our spouse can be um, a hindrance, if that's the right, if I can use that term, um, to our our walk with God. If we're not careful, because like you said, we are we we're trying to do everything we can to please that other person. But I'm responsible for my walk with Christ, and He's responsible for His walk with Christ, and then together as one, we are responsible for our relationship with Christ. And what you have to be careful of as married couples is the enemy will also use us, no matter how deep you are in your faith, will actually use me to trip her up and actually uh, get her to, I don't mean, I'm I'm just using an example, okay, this doesn't really always happen, but to get her to abandon her relationship with God for the moment. Anybody in here would say, yes, I've probably said some unkind things because my spouse sent me over the edge, okay? Again, we can, we can, I can become a substitute. I can actually become a stumbling block for our relationship, or I can become a stumbling block for her relationship with the Father just because I, I gotta, I'm selfish and I gotta have it my way. Okay? Sorry. No, you're good. So, our, um, our next point or our next substitute would be um, pastors, the staff of the church. And other Christians can be a substitute for our relationship with God. And, and let, me, let me expound on that. If, if your relationship with Jesus, is the depth of it is only because you are hanging out with the pastors or you're hanging out with leadership. In other words, the depth of your relationship with God should be because you actually sought his face. You're on your knees. You're spending time with God. I'm not saying you got to be out there for an hour a day laying prostrate, you know, um, we're all at different levels, but you've got to be making time for your relationship with God. And if the depth of your relationship is only determined on the depth of my relationship with God, then your relationship is very shallow with God. That makes sense? So, so I cannot become a substitute. She cannot become a substitute for what you should be doing for yourself and your walk with Christ. Because when it's all said and done and God wraps this thing up... Amy and I aren't going to walk in there with you to the judgment seat or when you stand before the throne. That's between you and him. So the depth of your relationship is going to be determined on what you've done down here. Okay? And then it, can't, it cannot also go, um, the, the leadership of this church can't become a substitute. Okay? Um, you know, yeah, we, we, we have the, the prayer team and we send text messages out when things are happening. But bless God, you have the ability and the power to, to fall on your knees. You have the ability not to go, I'm going to send a text and hope Francis gets it out to the group. If you find out that somebody else has a need, then you take it to the Father right there. And the reason we're not, we don't want to do that is because we don't have a deep relationship with him because we're allowing substitution to take place. We're, allowing, we're trusting that the pastor is going to do that or we're trusting that the leadership team or the prayer team is going to do that when really you have the, you have the power and the ability to do it. And, and it's, I, I just I feel that. And we, we had the, the opportunity to, to, to uh, have supper last night with Tony and Angie Tarver. Angie was the one that was here and sang with me a few weeks ago. And she's, she's facing some struggles with the church that she serves. And she serves at a very, very, very large church now. Um, and she's struggling in some areas. And I just built her up. And that's what it's going to take, us looking at each other, not allowing the pastor to be the substitute to help you. Uh, that, that Yeah, we are. But you've got to be able to look at somebody. You've got to be strong enough in your faith and have a deep enough relationship that when you sit across the table from somebody and they go hey I'm struggling with this I just don't think I can I can handle that 
that doubt that's in her mind was planted by the enemy, and you got to go, you know what? No, no, you have the ability to handle what God is putting on your plate right now. And that's what I looked across the table and told Angie. I reminded her, you can do what God is, get, what God is asking of you. You have the ability and the power within you to do it. It's just a matter of you're going to tap into it. So I'm saying all that to say don't allow the church, don't, whether it's forward church, first church, any church, don't let the church become, a, be, become a, a, a substitution for what you should already have in your relationship with God. Amen? Substitution is dangerous. We love it. It's comfortable. That's why, we, that's why we're attracted to substitutes. In baseball, you have, uh, you have substitutions. You have people, it, it's, it's comfortable. It's almost like it, it, it downplays what should really be happening. Don't allow the enemy to downplay what should be happening in your life and in your home or this ministry. Amen? Sorry. Amen. This is just That's supposed good. to be a collection of talks. That's good. You're good. It's good. Um, the next substitute that um, we wanted to talk to you about. Tread lightly. Should I whisper or use my teacher voice? I'm kidding. Um, okay, hobbies. Hunting, fishing, shopping, boating. What else? Skiing, swimming, reading. Right. Yes, yes. Um, check. No, I'm kidding. Um, so all of these things, again, very practical things that, um, that are very innocent. God lays desires on our hearts. He wants us to have fun and enjoy our life. He really does. Like he wants us to enjoy life. So the, it's, it's okay that we like to do other things. But when your hobbies take precedence over Jesus Christ, I'll say that probably 20 more times before um, we finish up, but if they take top priority, then you need to check yourself. And before you wreck yourself. wreck yourself. Yeah, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So, um, I mean, spending four hours on Pinterest looking at haircuts is a problem sometimes, right? When we're driving down the road and we're trying to put some notes together for a sermon, and she's. But, no, but all, in all seriousness, online shopping, I'm, I'm being, I know you guys may think this is kind of silly, but I'm serious. When we, there are so many more productive things that we can be doing, myself included. So when we are talking to you about these things, know that we're talking from personal experience. We're not saying these are your problems and you need to fix them. We, we think about things that impact us. Like what are some things that we have substituted what have we put in place of our relationship with God? When we can be um, digging deeper with, with Christ. Imagine, I mean, the, imagine the depth of your relationship with God if you spent the same amount of time seeking his face that you do Facebook, Pinterest, all those things. I, I, I'm, I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. Imagine how your walk with Christ would be. If we, if we invested the same amount of time in see, I mean, seeking his face, I mean... That's a reality check. You just stop and think. If I invested my life in, in serving the community as much as I do in serving myself through all of the hobbies, hunting, fishing, watching football games, whatever, Pinterest, I mean, I know I'm going to hit a lot of the men's stuff and I, I, whatever. I'm not trying to be gender specific, but... 
they're substitutes. There's nothing wrong with those things. God put the desire in there. But again, the enemy will use the very thing that God put inside of you to turn you away from God. It's a substitute. And again, we, we're, because we're comfortable with substitution, we don't, we don't see the danger. And it's not till five years down the road that we look back and go, holy, holy hell, how did I get here? I'm not cussing, I'm saying. I mean, have you ever gotten to a place in your life and you go, I mean, you don't feel bad when you miss church one time, two times, three times, whatever. But you get down the road five years from now and it no longer bothers you and you're looking at your life falling apart, your marriage, you're you're like, can the marriage conference please come like today? Can Jensen Franklin show up at my house and help me through this crazy mess that I've created? Again, it's substitution. But we don't realize the dangers of it because we're comfortable with it. It it doesn't bother us. There's nothing wrong with hunting. There's nothing wrong with fishing. There's nothing wrong with those things. But make sure that that does not become an idol. What is an idol? Anything that you're not willing to give up for him. If it substitutes and takes the place and you're not willing to give it up, then it's a substitute. It has become a substitute. I, I, I I don't want those things to become a substitute in my life. I want to make sure he's first, and he'll line up all the other things in my favor as long as I put him first. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke about it all the time, and for those that hunt, and, you know, I've I got to be in the woods hunting. I'm going to have to miss church today. And I thought, you know what, if you, just, if you would have just set aside the first two hours, that buck that you're really hoping that you're going to get, and you're asking. I mean, people, how many people actually pray, God, help me get this buck this year? Seriously. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Again, you're you're asking God to help you with the desires. But guess what? I'm asking God to help me, but yet I won't actually put him first. I I need the hookup, God, but I won't put you first. I'm not jamming on hunters. Dear God, I'll be glad when this collection of talks over. I ain't never coming back. All I'm saying is don't allow it to become a substitute because that could be the very Sunday for the other things in your life. And I'm not trying to look at anybody and call anybody out. I'm just saying it could be the very Sunday for the things that you've been believing God for to happen. That could be the Sunday, but we're too concerned about the buck. God will send the buck. Matter of fact, he'll, he will pack your freezer full of deer meat. Y'all can keep it. I don't eat that stuff. But, but what I'm saying is because of the substitution, you might miss out on the very thing you needed for your spiritual, not just the flesh side. Okay? And we can talk about hunting and fishing, but the Internet, and I won't stay here long, but um, when we talk about that, the Pinterest or shopping or whatever has so isolated us as Americans we don't even know how to have a conversation anymore. So when I think about four hours of sitting on Pinterest, not really, but probably pretty close. Um, when I think about four hours of just looking online, how many people could I have encouraged? Even if it was in a text message or a phone call or, you know, um, I don't know. How about talking to the people that were in the car? You know, you, I mean, really. But... I think about those things and all the time that we waste looking for things that our heart desires that we feel like will make us somebody if we have them or you know what I mean all the time that we waste when we have everything we need because God has already given it to us and we're not taking the time and building the relationships that are already in our face we're so busy trying to to you know stay up with 
whoever and, you know, find out what the latest gossip is on Facebook or, or whatever. You know, I know none of you do that, but... Um, this is a substitute. It is. This is a substitute for relationship. It is. I try to use it to my advantage. I, I don't let this run me. I run this. And when this starts to run me, this no longer is attached to me. And that's something that, I, that I'm learning. I, I haven't gotten there yet. Again, we're not sitting here going, these are all y'all's problems. We've we figured it out. No, we're honestly, as we're saying it, I'm going, dear God, we're really talking about us. This is a substitute. This is a substitute. Go ahead. Sorry. True story. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So I want to make sure that you understand that what we're talking to you about we're pulling from the word like I said God wants to give us the desires of our heart but he wants us to seek him diligently first seek first his kingdom and his righteousness that means not just the kingdom for the hookup but I gotta what does righteousness mean that means I'm in right standing with him if I'm not hanging out in his house with him I can't be standing right with him I saw, this was actually, how many actually look at the Facebook devotional that goes out on the church page? Do y'all, did anybody look at that through the week? Did y'all read the one today and it, where it said, it was talking about, um, it said uh, that Judas, where Judas actually, you can, be, you can be with Jesus and you can actually hang out with him and hang out with other Christians and still have not given your heart to him. Now, now don't go say, Pastor B, that sounds judgmental. All I'm saying is, just because you come to the house, that cannot be a substitute for your relationship and being in right standing with him. Just because you're hanging out with a small group or, 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 or a leadership team or, or a group of people within the church, that cannot be a substitute for your relationship with God. Okay? And we can, we can quote the Bible from page one to the end and not have a relationship with Jesus. So your knowledge of what is in the book means nothing without relationship. That's something we have to remember, too. We can't, we can't be so caught up in all the knowledge that we have about it if we're not spending time developing that relationship. I can know everything there is to know about Bradley from afar, and if I don't take the time to spend with him to get to know him, then what kind of marriage is that? So make sure that, too. It's awesome to be in the Word. I mean, in order for us to live the way God has told us to, we have to be in the Word and we have to know what it says. But if we, we only read it surface level and we don't apply it and we don't build a relationship with God, then we're not benefiting ourselves or anybody around us. And it's, it's intimacy. It's not just, it's, it's an intimate relationship. And you've heard me say this before and you've probably heard other people say it's Intimacy is intimacy. I've got to be into her. She's got to be into me. That's intimacy. Not surface level. And, and, and let me, I want to just say this. This is not a jam session on anybody. This is, because we've talked about it, the growth that we, I'm, I'm just pausing for a second, the growth that we have seen in each one of you over the, over the, I would say over the past at least two years has been tremendous. The growth, the spiritual growth, what we have watched in a lot of you guys, every one of you here tonight, and, and others that have, is, is incredible. Ourselves included. And I, I hope you could say the same for us. We, we recognize the growth. Um, but it's because you, you are helping us to grow. And so we kind of wanted to stop tonight and go, we want to help you grow more as we're growing. Because what God is going to do, you're going to hear me continue to say this over and over, what God is going to do in this city, and he's looking for people, he's looking for men and women who will stand up and go, 
I may have to lay down some of my stuff. That's why we're talking about substitutes. I may have to lay down some things so that he can use me so that I can be a part of what he's wanting to do because I don't want to miss out. So what I'm saying is, what are you willing to give up so that you don't miss out on what he wants to do and he wants to I just want to be used. I want my entire life to be spent being used by God. That's it. And so we just wanted to pause tonight and go, we want to, if you hear nothing else, making sure as we go through everyday life, is this a substitute? Is this taking a place? What if I would have spent this amount of time with God as I am on this? The condition of my relationship with him is determined on what I'm willing to sacrifice to be with him. Just as in our marriage. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, next substitute would be alcohol, drugs. We also said feelings because to me those are like substances. You know what I mean? How we get um, wrapped up in how we're how we're feeling, um, and that that can also be dangerous if it's not if you're not basing how you're reacting on the word, and you get caught up in your feelings. That can be a little um, dangerous. Did I say that? Okay. Let me let me let me say something on this, and because I really debated if I wanted to put this in there because I'm not trying to get in and because people ask me all the time I'm not trying to get into the debate of should you drink or should you not okay I, I, I'm not going there I'm going I'm to say this the Bible says don't get drunk I understand that but for me I want to be effective at reaching people okay this is this is me if you want to know where I stand because it does not say you'll go to hell I understand that but if my role, I'm getting goosebumps, if my role is to reach people, and it don't matter if it's a blow pop, if it's an amaretta sour, that was my choice. Doesn't matter. If it causes someone else to stumble, and I lose my effectiveness at reaching somebody else, again, I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you not, I'm just, I'm wanting you to understand how the enemy will use substitution. Why is it a substitute? Because we, we use all of these things, whether it's alcohol, drugs, pornography, all of these things to fill a void, to get us to pass time, to, to, to check out momentarily from what we're going through. I like the buzz. I like how it makes me feel. It helps me sleep good. I, I got all that. I've heard all that. I've said all that. I understand. But if it causes me to lose my effectiveness at reaching you, see, I may know when to say when. Somebody else may not. And because they will pass, I saw Pastor B. Okay, it, it doesn't matter if it's a blow pop. It don't matter if it's pop rocks. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's a liquid. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to lo- I don't want to lose my effectiveness at reaching people. Period. Period. Because if I do, th- I care about people too much, and you should care about people too much because they're watching you. They're, again, we're, we're trying to develop people so that we're trying to develop you as we're being developed so God can use us. And if we, if there's any, basically it comes down to selfishness. If I'm not willing to give that up, if I'm, if I'm, if I, I don't care if somebody else can't handle. I don't care if, if it causes someone else to stumble. That, I, I'm being selfish. That's, that's just me. That's where, that's where, that's where B stands. That's where I stand. Because I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. And, and if, if somebody, it'd it be cussing, you know, flipping birds. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time when I'm at the, at the red light. 
If somebody walks in to the church and they go, that's the dude that, and they just walk right back out and go, there's no way. I messed up because I got in the flesh. I wasn't willing to put, check myself and I got heated in the moment and I rolled down my window and I extended my arm and my second finger. I was selfish because I wasn't willing to let my flesh sit. So that's, 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 a, that's a substitution. I just wanted to kind of go there just for a second. Um, I, I wasn't trying to make the, room, the, the air in the room go away. Um, but we got to think about that. Because a substitution may not just be dangerous for you. It's dangerous for someone else's life. It's a substitute. Okay. Everybody breathe. <laughs> and that's not be watering down the word. That's not be watering down. I think that's just practical. It's just, it's just practical. Next substitute. Sorry. Um, the next substitute um, career. Um, we talked about how sometimes that's how you find your identity. You know, I'm good at such and such, or this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. I, you know, I'm, I'm skilled in this area. And so we work so hard trying to get the promotion, trying to get the pay raise, trying to get the, you know, whatever, the title, yeah, um, that we put all of our focus into that. And I actually probably struggle in this area too because I, I work a lot. Um, I'm not forced to work a lot, but I, I always put, sometimes I could be guilty of putting my job above my family. Would you agree? But not now probably as much as in the past. Um, but when I first became a school teacher, I would work until 7 o'clock at night, almost every night of the week, just trying to make sure, you know, there's always something that needs to be done. And I, I feel like I have found balance in that area um, a little more than I once, you know, was a little overboard. Um, but I think we can, um, we can spend all of our time on stuff like that, on trying to build our career, trying to, you know, be the best we can be and usually it's because we want somebody else to think that we're the best we can be you know and that um, goes back to the people pleaser yeah it becomes right. a substitute not just for our relationship with god but our relationship as a family it's dangerous to your family to allow that substitution to come in into play and um i, th- I think instead we should use our whatever we're good at whatever our career career is use that platform to build relationships and help glorify God, that's what we should do. And a lot of times because we're so caught up in what's going on and the drama that takes place in a workplace that we discredit Jesus because we, you know, have run-ins or we disagree with people and we don't handle it the correct way. So um, I think making sure that we are using whatever platform, whatever our job is, t- still as an avenue to, to reach people for Christ. Um, uh, and then we put, we're placed in a place of business on purpose. So wherever you are, even if you hate your job right now or you hate what you do, you're there for a reason. You're there because that's where God wants you right now, and we have to use that instead of being negative about those things and hating where we are. We need to, you know, try to find the positive in it and ask, what's my purpose here? What am I supposed to be doing here? And always remember, where you are is a season. It's temporary. It's not permanent. That's how the enemy gets us to start dumping substitutions into our lives is because he makes us, convinces us that where I'm at and what I'm having to go through right now is always, it's temporary. It is a season. 
because I believe that God is up to something good. That's why we sing that song. And it's more than we could ever imagine. These songs were not selected by happen chance tonight. Those are because I'm believing that he has something for us. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life and for our families. And it's going to be more than we could ever ask or think. Proverbs 16.3 tells us to commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plan. So, again, um, the Lord knows what you desire. And if we will, we will commit everything that we're doing to him, then he'll make sure that, that he takes care of us. Maybe not in the way that we think, but his plan. You want to add anything else to that one? Um, We have two more um, that we want to talk about, and these are probably the the biggest one. Um, We kind of touched on one of those, and that's the love of things. We talked about that a a few minutes ago when we talked about the the Pinterest lifestyle. Um, Again, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery tomorrow. So our love of things, our love of wanting things can, um, can cloud our relationship with Jesus and it can um, almost halt our relationship with Jesus if we're not careful because we're so worried about um, the things that we want to have, the things that we think will make us happy. But what we don't realize sometimes is those things will only make us happy for a temporary time and then we'll still be looking for something else the next thing then we move on to the next thing that might make us happy temporarily so we find our happiness in Jesus and our relationship with him and then we appreciate the things we have right now and then the extra things that we get those are an added blessing and not something that we've just you know I've seen it so many times people I want to there's nothing I love boats I love going out on the water anybody else like going out on the water not so much these days on the Swanee because of those armored fish sturgeon whatever um Armored fish, I don't know. Anyway, um, but people, you know, I'm believing for this. I want this. I work real hard for this. And God wants you to have those things, but it never fails. Those things become a substitution for him. You will no longer see them in the house of God. They they would, well, God wants me to spend time with my family. He absolutely does. But then you're getting your tail kicked through the week because you didn't, you weren't in the house to build up strength. We're stronger together. We're better together. I feed off your strength. You feed off our strength. That's why we... I told Amy tonight, I said, it's not just the content of what we're talking about. I said, it has to do with people watching us interact. I said, we grow and feed off each other. And when we allow substitutes to keep us from coming in these doors, the enemy kicks our tail. And before too long, again, five years down the road, we're looking back going, how in the world did I get here? What happened to my family? Everything that I fell apart now, the boat that I thought was so important to me is sitting out there. And I can't even afford to put money in it to, to, to fuel the thing. All because of a substitute. Substitution is dangerous. We should never allow anything to take the place of the one who is most important and should be in our lives, and his name is Jesus. True. Last one, um, which is no surprise, is the love of money, and which we've talked about too. Um, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Um, And then, whoever loves money, this is Ecclesiastes, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. So it's like we're always chasing after that extra buck, you know? Like, again, the love of things. What is going to make me happy? And so a lot of times we feel like, well, if I have more money, then I can buy more things, and then I can be happier. 
Um, and again, that's, that's not the case. So, Awesome. Okay, so Josh, put just a little music on. So all of this came down to the kidney stone. And so I had the procedure done, and they put a stent. Anybody know what a stent looks like? I was always, I always liked show and tell in school. So guess what I brought with me? It's completely clean. It's been sterilized. But they placed this inside of me, and it was a foreign object. So all of this came down to this. Substitution is a foreign object. Because remember what I said, God created each one of us with a hole in our soul that can only be filled by Him. But we go throughout our life trying to fill that void with substitutions. And a substitution is a foreign object. And if you look up the medical definition of a foreign object, a foreign object is something in the body that doesn't belong. So when we allow substitutions... The things that we covered tonight, and if, if, we would, if, if Pastor B wouldn't have rambled so much, I was actually going to open up and see if you guys would have hit on some, some other ones that we didn't talk about. What may you have experienced as a substitution in your life? I was going to do that tonight. But a substitution is a foreign object in your body that should not belong. It doesn't belong. Now, the thing about foreign objects and substitution is this was put inside of me temporarily. Temporarily, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you how it got in there and how it was removed. I'll let you use your medical, you know, Google search and all that stuff. Number one, when it was, when it was inside of me between my kidney and my bladder through that tube, and I don't know what it's called, but the reason that it was inserted was because the kidney had, had, had blown up that, um, that tube, whatever it's called. Ureter, ureter. And so they inserted this to make sure that once they removed it, that tube didn't collapse. So there was a purpose for this temporary. Everybody say temporary. There was a purpose for this temporarily, but it caused discomfort to me for seven days. I mean, extreme pain. It was not meant to stay there. It was a substitute, and it was a foreign object. The things that we allow in our lives as a substitute... Is not meant to stay there. And if it does, it can actually harm what was meant to, what is meant to sustain you, to sustain me. If it would have been left in there, it actually could have done more damage. And the same thing is in our own personal lives. If we allow these substitutes and these foreign objects which do not belong, it can actually do more harm against our relationship with the Father, our relationship with others, and our marriages, and our relationship with our kids. So, All that rambling came down to don't allow substitutions. They're foreign objects that don't belong in your body. That space can only be filled and true satisfaction. You want the perfect marriage? There is no perfect marriage because you got two imperfect people. But you want one that actually flows okay? Then make sure he is in make sure God is in that marriage. That is the only thing, that is the only substance. You can have all the temporary things, you can have all the vacations, you can have the bank account, the big house, all the cars, all the boats, all the bucks in the freezer. None of that, all that is temporary. It's only a temporary satisfaction. The only thing that will give you complete and permanent satisfaction is a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
So we stopped tonight our normal routine because we want to make sure that we are not allowing substitution in our lives. No substitutions in our families. Oh, but, 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 but they're, they're good. They're making me, yeah. It, it, it got me by and it made sure that I didn't die and have other complications. But it was important that that, that thing had to be removed. Anybody got anything in your life you feel like needs to, it's clean. <laughs> just, I just want to see if she would do it. Let's just say she didn't help the extraction. <laughs> okay. Anybody here tonight in the last five minutes we have, they would say, I know that I, I'm not asking you what they are, but I know that I have some substitutions in my life, and I know they have to be dealt with, and I'm willing to start tonight. That doesn't mean that you have to get rid of all of that today. I strongly encourage you to start making every effort to get there. But you're here tonight and you say, I have some substitutions in my life. I know it. And I know they have to be dealt with. That's, that's easy to go, yeah, I, I got some and I know they got to be dealt with. But this is, this is the one that goes, this is the one that says, I'm going to stand or stay seated. And tonight, I'm going to start dealing with those. Stand. And we're standing with you. Dangerous substitutions. Dangerous. I'm not talking about just jacks up your checking account. I'm talking about jacks up your life, jacks up your marriage, jacks up the, 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 your kids, jacks up those that you work with that are watching you. They're called substitutes. They're foreign objects that don't belong. I'm going to get you to pray for us tonight. Okay. And bless this house. Bless these families. And then we're going home. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for bringing us all together. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.